This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 46, Learning to Build Your Credit. Hey Chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. All right, Katie. So today is all about building your personal credit. We covered business credit in one of our earlier podcast episodes, and people can check that out if they're interested, but this is more for people that are trying to build their personal credits. Yeah, and so we have a friend back, Jordan Goodman. He was on uh episode of a little while ago, but he came back and he's talking all about credit and credit cards and whether or not you should pay off your credit card or have a revolving balance on it. And he gives a lot of really great resources. Yeah, and credit is such an important thing to know how to use. And if you can build that foundation earlier on, you'll do even better. Yeah. And I was actually talking to about credit with a girlfriend the other day. And we were talking about if you don't have credit or if you don't have good credit, your life is just harder. Your life sucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just so hard. So if you're starting out with your credit or trying to build your credit, you're definitely on the right path. And it's only going up from here. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's definitely something that I'm quite familiar with. So if anyone's interested, head over to chainofwealth.com and head to the contact us page. You're more than welcome to drop us a line asking any questions you may have, because I'm very familiar with that. Yes. Awesome. Do you (laughs) want to dive right into our interview? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey Chainers and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today we're excited to welcome back a past guest who's also a wizard when talking about student loans and now about credit. Jordan Goodman is also known as America's Money Answers Man. Welcome back Jordan. Great to be with you again Dennis. So good to have you. So I've got a question for you. Should people have more than one credit card? Yes I think they should because you want to build credit over several cards. Now you don't have to go wild. You don't need 10. But I would say three or four uh, would be appropriate. Um, and you want to get the cards that have the benefits that are appropriate for your particular situation. Say you want to do a lot of frequent flyer miles because you're flying a lot, get one of those cards and concentrate your spending to get the, the free flights. Say you want to go to Disney World, you get Disney points, or you're going to buy a Ford car, get Ford points. Concentrate your spending on the cards where you get the best deals, but it's not only one card. A free website to get the best deal in your particular situation is guide to credit card.com. 
Um, and you may want low interest rates. You might want frequent flyer miles. You might want cash rebates. There's just a lot of things that are appropriate for your situation. But I'd say three or four is kind of ideal. Perfect. So a listener actually wrote in quite recently, and I think that you're the perfect person to answer the question. Her question is, my boyfriend thinks that you should have a revolving balance on your credit card. Could you explain to him why this is a bad idea? Well, because you're paying a lot of interest and it doesn't improve your credit score. I mean, maybe the reason he said it's good to have a revolving balance is he thinks his credit score is going to be better. Not true. Okay. What matters is do you pay your bill on time? not do pay interest. You don't get extra points for paying interest, okay? So, uh, you know, it's very high interest. I mean, the average card today is about 13%. There are plenty at 18 or 25 or 30%, just ridiculously high rates. And you don't get anything more for that, okay? If you had a nice dinner a month ago and you pay 18% interest on it, it doesn't make the dinner any better at all. Probably makes nope. it worse. <laughs> so... Uh, interest is something you pay only if you absolutely have to. Now, the, the numbers are about 60% of people pay their bills off in full every month and 40% revolve the balance. So the credit card okay. companies are doing just fine, but you don't have to be amongst them. So I would agree in this case with the girlfriend, not the boyfriend, pay it off if you possibly can so you're not paying interest. I suppose people also sometimes just start relying on their credits and then they get to a stage where they just have to live off it. And that really puts them in a bit of a pickle. Well, you're paying more and more interest. It's what I call negative compounding. If you pay uh, interest and you're paying just the minimum on your credit card, you're paying very, very little principal and it really can get you behind. I mean, I'll give you another resource in addition to the guide to creditcard.com. If you have a lot of revolving interest, uh, you want to go to a nonprofit credit counseling organization because they will get you at six, seven percent, something like that, instead of eighteen or twenty-five or some ridiculously high level. It's going to be what's called a debt management plan, and that's a way to get out of debt in a, a sure way. Uh, my favorite place is called Cambridge Credit Counseling, five hundred one c three, not for profit. Uh, their website cambridgecredit.org. Their phone number eight hundred eight nine seven twenty two hundred. They've been doing this for over thirty years, helping literally millions of people get out from revolving credit card debt. I'm sure that really helps them. So what do you think about financing stuff on a 0% APR credit card? I know a lot of people, you know, they, they get pulled in with that incentive that they're not going to pay interest over a certain period. Well, you're not going to pay interest, but you are going to pay a fee up front. Depending on the card, it could be 3 4 5% of the balance you transfer. If you have a $10,000 balance transfer, that's that could be three dollars to $500. So they get their interest in another way. But if you're paying very high interest, 18 25%, yes, it, it makes some sense as a short-term vehicle. But you want to really pay that thing off because when it expires, it's not 0%. It's 19%. You know, it's much, much higher interest than a traditional credit card. And the other trap is if you pay late by one microsecond, Dennis, it's not 0%. It's 25%. Okay? <laughs> and they make yep. it very easy to pay late. For example, what the banks have been doing lately you might have noticed they're sending you the bill from the opposite coast. So if you're in Virginia, they're going to send it to you like from Guam would be good. Okay. And you have to send wow. it back to Guam because <laughs> it takes a long time for the mail to get there. Oh, sorry. It just got there a little late. Sorry. There goes your 0% interest rate up to 25%. And if you're on the West coast, they'll send it from Portugal or something. I'm making that up, but you know, they make it as easy as possible. And people don't notice the addresses they're sending the checks back to. Right. So it could take a long time. So that's a way they make it easy for you to pay late so they can jack the rate up on you. The solution to that pay electronically doesn't matter where it is. You got you're covered that way. 
That's crazy. I never actually realized that, but I mean, it, it makes sense from the bank's perspective. They're still within the laws, so <laughs> most people don't even notice. Is what it comes. They, they got all kinds of tricks up their sleeve, and that's that's the latest <laughs> one. Yes. Wow, crazy. So let's talk a little bit about ID theft and when there's when you get errors on your credit report. So fraud is something that people are really scared of. Is there a way to get errors off your credit report? Yes, there is. It's a whole procedure. Now there's a law called the FACTA law. Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act is what it says. And what that says is if you have an error in your credit report, uh, you have to report it to the original creditor that put it on there in the first place. And if they can't prove it's accurate within 30 days, in theory, it has to come off your credit report. Okay, that's the theory. The reality of it is quite a process to make that happen because the credit bureau, like an Equifax or Experian, has to check back with the creditor and in many cases, the creditors don't get back to them. I mean, if you were like running the Sears credit department, your job is not to correct people's credit reports. It's to no. sell, sell more merchandise, right? <laughs> so it's like the absolute lowest priority they have. Now, you can do it yourself. There's a place that I've used, which is called tourdecredit.com, T-O-U-R-D-E credit.com. And that's what they do all day is they help improve people's credit reports by getting errors off and playing this whole incredible game of challenging and then showing the challenge to the credit bureaus. And the average score goes up 100 to 150 points because they get these errors off, and that's what's dragging your score down. In many cases, it's not something you did wrong. Okay, you didn't pay late, or you didn't whatever. It's just you were part of a database that got hacked. Like last year, Home Depot had whatever, 50 million people got hacked, and then people went out wild spending on buzz saws and things. You didn't do anything wrong, but it doesn't mean your credit can't be hurt. So you have to repair that thing that's the place I would recommend, tourdecredit.com to get errors off your credit report. Fantastic. So I have an interesting scenario for you. It's also from one of our listeners that posed this question to us. So she was a 21-year-old girl and she was involved in a car accident. She was seriously injured and she broke her neck. Um, but, you know, everything's gone fine. She's had a couple surgeries and everything else like that. And today she's a lot more healthy. But here's her Real problem. She had no health insurance when she did it, and she's now over half a million dollars in debt at the small age of 21 years old. What would you do if you were in her positions? Would you file bankruptcy? Um, no. There is a solution uh, before you get to bankruptcy. I mean, bankruptcy is on your report for 10 years. It's a real stain, and it should be an absolute, absolute last resort. Here would be my first resort. There are these so-called healthcare advocacy companies out there that will negotiate down healthcare bills, 10, 15 cents on the dollar, whatever it may be, and then come up with a payment plan that she can afford. Obviously, at 21, she can't afford a half million dollars in debt. And <laughs> you know, the healthcare companies do realize that. They'd rather get something out of her than have her declare bankruptcy and get nothing out of her, okay? So the place that I refer people to is called Healthcare Advocates, and their website is healthcareadvocates.com. They're based in Philadelphia. Uh, their phone number, 215-735-7711. The guy who runs it, I've known for many years, named Kevin Flynn. And this is what they do, is they negotiate with hospital CEOs and doctor's offices, managers, and insurance companies. One of the first things they do is actually audit the bill. And they will find in many, many cases, there's all kinds of errors in the bill. You know, they charged you $100 for an aspirin or something like that or double billed you for things. They audit the bill in great, great detail, and that's the beginning of getting it down. And then when it gets down to the absolute what's left, 
they're going to say, okay, you owe 200000 I, I saw a bill recently that it was 200000 The guy had a heart attack. He settled it for 3000 You know, so what? it can wow. be done. It can be done. But you, as the individual person, don't have a clue about how to do this. This is not a, an expertise anybody ever needs until they need it. And so Kevin Flynn and his group at Healthcare Advocates have been doing this for years and years and years. So I would try that first and get the bill down and potentially they'll have a, a payout over time. They don't expect it all at once. Um, and the next thing is get health insurance, okay, because <laughs> you don't really want to be subject to that kind of risk. This is the risk that young people take by not having health insurance. It'll never happen to me until it does. Yeah, until it does. <laughs> so hopefully that'll help some folks a little bit. I'll definitely reach out to her and let her know what you said. Great. So, Jordan, how do I know if a debt resolution company is legit or a scam? Well, the legitimate ones are consumer credit counseling companies. I mentioned Cambridge Credit as an example. They're 501c3s. They're registered by the government. They cooperate with the creditors. They get rates of 6 7 8%. You couldn't possibly get on your own because the creditors cooperate with them. Those are legitimate ones. The ones that I worry about, the scam ones, are called debt settlement companies because they don't really work with the uh, creditors. They threaten the creditors mm -hmm. and they say, don't pay your bills, give us the money to put it in escrow. And then we're going to threaten the credit card companies. If you don't settle your debt for 50 cents of the dollar, we're going to go bankrupt on you. Okay. The credit card companies do not like that and <laughs> they do not cooperate with them. And so what ends up happening is they charge huge fees. Your credit just completely gets crushed and you end up not getting a, a debt settlement for the most part. So to me, that's the difference between the legitimate uh, credit counseling companies like a Cambridge Credit Counseling and the, I think, illegitimate for-profit debt settlement companies that are going to end up ruining your credit. Right. Fantastic. And then let's talk about another situation. Sometimes when a loved one or a foreign relative, whatever the case is, passes, you inherit a huge amount of money. But sometimes the reverse happens and that person was heavily in debt. Now, if they pass away, do you automatically get left their debt, or is there another way around that? Typically, the debt is against the estate, not against the inheritors of the estate, the benefactors of the estate. So the debt will go away uh, unless it's secured somehow. Say it's a mortgage and there's a house. I mean, the bank could seize the house to pay back the mortgage because that's a secured debt. But unsecured debt like credit card debt or student loans, that's going to be forgiven at death because that does not pass on to the next generation. Assets do, but luckily debts do not. So if anyone try to come after you after the fact, you're pretty much safe. You are absolutely safe on unsecured debt. Now, again, something secured, a car loan, they could seize the car. A mortgage, they could seize the house. If there's, a, if there's some security behind it, it's going to go through the probate court, uh, but secured creditors have a right to sell the asset to recover as much as they can. But unsecured creditors, you can't re repossess somebody's college education or something like that. Right? <laughs> so they're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does make sense. I mean, if, if you try and get um, your um, money back, you know, and you've, you've in essence spent a huge amount of money on your education, it makes no sense that they can come after you for that or anyone else that you... Are related to so correct so that, that's a lot of unsecured debt that's right so that's the big difference secured and unsecured in, in going through the estate and the probate process they're going to look at what assets there are how those assets are encumbered or leaned and the people that have liens on those assets will get 
I mean, they might not get their full amount, but they're going to get what the value of the asset is if you sell it. But you cannot uh, take a lien on somebody's education when they're in the box and, and six feet under. Uh, there's nothing you can repossess from that one. <laughs> well, what happens if they repossess the house and the house is worth more than what the debt was? Would you then get paid out for the difference? Well, yes. I mean, whatever would be left would go into the estate to be distributed to people. Uh, but the creditors aren't going to get that. It's going to be the, the beneficiaries are going to get that. So hopefully that's the situation. You could pay the mortgage off and have something left over. That would be the ideal situation. Sounds awesome. Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, if you've got any student loans and are looking to get them refinanced, we've organized an amazing deal for you. Head over to chainofwealth.com slash credible. There, you can get $200 off your first payment, as well as excellent refinancing. Credible provides financing from a variety of sources, so you're able to choose which rate plan is best for you. That's chainofwealth.com slash credible. So, Jordan, I know you've been waiting for this question. What is your favorite quote? So, my favorite quote is from the Dalai Lama, and what he says is, every day, think as you wake up, Today, I am fortunate to be alive. I have a precious human life. I am not going to waste it. I love that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Doesn't that get your day off to a better start? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So what are some of the best advice that someone's ever given you? Uh, well, set up habits that are going to work for you. People think in personal finance is like uh, it's an event. You know, It's like, oh, I start saving and that's it. it you set it up so that automatically the right things are happening. We've talked a little bit about getting out of credit card debt, saving and investing so your money is automatically growing for you. Make personal finance a habit, not an event or an accident. I love that. Jordan, we've absolutely loved hanging out. Do you have any other last potting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Just one quick thing. I'm hearing a lot of what people call the saver's dilemma today. What do I do with my money to earn yield? When I keep it in the bank earning zero, okay, and I keep it in a long-term treasury bond that keeps losing money because interest rates keep rising. I'll tell you what I'm doing with might, might be helpful to the chainers is what's called a secured real estate fund. The website for that is securedrealestatefunds.com. It's a way of getting an 8% yield very safely over a one-year time frame. We get monthly checks. You can either take them or reinvest them. I've now solved the saver's dilemma for the chainers. Sounds awesome. Thanks so much for that awesome tip. Chainers, we've been hanging out with Jordan Goodman. You can check more out on his website at moneyanswers.com and really get your financial life in order. If you're in debt, there is a way out. Chainers, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you did, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us on the App Store. Catch you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.